Hello and welcome to Twin Talk. This is Angie and I'm here with my sister Joy and we are in Branson, Missouri of all places. And it's actually January 1st, 2022. That sounds weird. Does that sound weird to you? Yeah, it's definitely going to take some time to get used to that. Yeah, so uh, long story short, we wanted to take our mother uh, to Branson for Christmas, but that didn't work out, so we ended up coming up to Branson Jan uh, for New Year's. And anyway, we just got back from the show just a few minutes ago, and it was a really great show. Yeah, Grand Country Jubilee. The quartet was called New South, I believe, and mm -hmm. it was just a, yeah, it was an awesome show. Yeah, so... We weren't even paid to say that. We're <laughs> we're promoting that show. It was and our and our kids went with us. You know, they're Cambry's fourteen, Olivia's nine. Mm -hmm. My mom, our mother's eighty, and we yeah. all. It was something for everyone. Yeah. So basically, ages nine to eighty, and I think every single one of us just loved. We it. We all loved it. Yeah. So if you're ever in Branson, go to the the what's the name of the mall? Seventy six. The 76... The Grand, Grand Jubilee... Grand Country 76 yeah, Mall. Yeah, Grand Country 76 Mall. If, you, if you're if you familiar with Branson at all, you would have heard of it. And then uh, the Grand Jubilee show, and like Joy said, the name of the group is a quartet, and they're called Do South. But the comedians I think absolutely... It's New South, I'm, I'm not sorry. 100% sure. I keep saying Do South because well, there's a magazine. Well, that is the name of a magazine. There's a yeah. magazine. That's why I keep saying that. Anyway, so New South. I'm sorry. I think. I'm not even 100% sure yeah, about that. But, but it's, really it's a, a group of guys who's a quartet. Anyway, can't say enough about them. They're, they were really great. Um, so tonight, you know, we were planning on doing a story about Santa Claus, but... We've lost the dang book. Mm -hmm. um, I keep asking Joy, do you have it? She keeps asking me, no, I thought you had it. And it, isn't it in your car? No, it's not in my car. I thought it was in your car. Okay, so we, we can't find the book. So instead, we're going to do... So I think what we're going to do is once this book does appear and we finally <laughs> find it, yeah. we'll go ahead and do the... It's the Christmas traditions and find out about the origin of Santa Claus and save it for next Christmas. Save it for next yeah. December. Yeah, once that book magically resurfaces, mm -hmm. um, then we'll get that podcast yeah. done. Like Joy said, probably be next Christmas. Um, today, we decided to do a uh, book called Being Martha, and it's by Lloyd Allen. And it's, the book's about Martha Stewart. I don't think she needs a whole lot a lot of introduction because most people have heard or know who Martha Stewart is, but we both listened to Being Martha on Audible, and I looked and overall it was given four stars. So you know the the people who read it actually gave it pretty high rating. If you are interested in listening to it on Audible, it's five hours and twenty four minutes, which. For those of you who read or listen to lots of audiobooks, that's nothing. Yeah, that's pretty short for an audiobook. Yeah, it's very short. According to the summary on Audible, it says, When Martha Stewart was under investigation for insider trading and later on trial, the media served up countless gratuitous stories describing her ornery character. Now, Lloyd Allen, Martha's old friend and neighbor, is out to set the record straight. Drawing on hundreds of hours of interviews with Martha, her family, and her close friends and colleagues, Alan reveals the other side of the story, bringing to life the real woman behind the controversial and glamorous public image. From her childhood in New Jersey to the early days of her catering business, her rise as lifestyle guru, the huge success of Martha Stewart Living, Omni Media, and now, two new television shows, Alan weaves together fascinating observations and details that show how Martha made it to the top and stayed there through talent, passion, and hard work. You know what? I, I, one thing I forgot to write was when this was, this was published or written. 
Um, you know, it's out on, uh, you know, if you have an Audible subscription, mm-hmm. uh, they you do get this access to these free books every month. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it was being offered this month as one of the freebies just makes me think it must be fairly new. Okay. Because I don't know. It said, you know, she had two new, and I don't really keep up with her, so when it said two new shows i don't know if that's something if they're surely, current, if they're current. yeah i'm not sure yeah i would say surely this is within the last few years or even it gets pretty new okay when i saw you know you told me one day you said hey go through go through my library and audible and see if there's anything that looks interesting and read it and and that as soon as i saw this option uh, being martha I thought, oh yes, I definitely want to. I definitely want to listen to that one because I have always been interested in Martha Stewart. I wanted to read her story so that I could maybe get in some insight into who yeah. the true Martha Stewart is. To me, is. Martha Stewart is intimidating. Yeah, like I've always felt intimidated by her and kind of almost like fearful of her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just because of the stories you read, you know. You, it sounds like you agree with me. Any. Story, anything I've ever read about her or any press, it's not usually in a good light. It's not usually positive. It's usually mm-hmm. negative press. And they do address that a lot in this book. In my opinion, every time I ever watched any of her shows or anything, this is how I felt. I just felt like she was too perfect. You know, everything, it's like she had to be perfect. She's a perfectionist. She was a perfectionist. And I, I just, perfectionist, I, I have a hard time dealing with perfectionists sometimes. And she also came off as condescending to me. Mm-hmm. And it was so funny because in the book they mentioned, they said one thing that people don't like about Martha Stewart is that she talks down to her yes. audience. And mm-hmm. that's the impression I always got. And I'll never forget, we were watching, we were flipping through channels one night and there was a Martha Stewart show or something. And I don't even know who I was with, but it went to a commercial. I said, yeah, right now I just have this feeling she's sitting there yelling at her crew and <laughs> right. everyone on the show because they did something wrong. That's the impression I got of her was that on film she seemed phony to me. Mm-hmm. And on TV she seemed phony. And, and she just I just had this feeling that behind the scenes she was just this horrible person. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of your impression of her? Yes, I guess I have to agree. I feel I feel I don't feel like she's being phony at all. I feel like she's being her true self. Okay. She comes across as a perfectionist, which we find out she is, mm-hmm. and kind of condescending and just has very high standards. I don't think I think she comes across does as her true self as, on TV. Does she come off as arrogant to you? Yes, a little bit arrogant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you think that's just who she is? I just I think mean, that's who she is. What do you mean by phony? Like you think she's acting nicer than she really is yes. on camera? Yeah, okay. I feel like even the, even though she comes across that way on TV, I mm-hmm. feel like she's a worse person for, gotcha. in real life. She's even a nicer, that's a nicer version of herself yes. when she's on TV. Yes. Okay, gotcha. So, okay, so that was, and, and to be fair, I thought, okay, I'm being really prejudiced because I'm judging her based on just a few snippets and small, short footage of, because I've never mm-hmm. probably watched a full show of her, so right. it's not really fair for me to judge her in that way. And so I thought, okay. In all fairness, let me let me read this book and, and see what they have to say and hear both sides of the story and see if that changed my opinion. So that's the big question. After listening to this book, did your opinion of her change? Actually, yes, a little bit. Mm-hmm. What what the book? Okay, here's what I, the negative of the book to me. Mm-hmm. It seems like the whole book is trying to convince you. She really can be a nice person at times. Yes. She really can be. She doesn't. She can't say thank you. And she is not a lovey-dovey. I'm sorry. She can't say I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. But she really. I felt like they were constantly trying to. 
dig for details or examples to prove to us that she yes. really can be nice at times. Is that how you yes, feel? Yes, I felt like, the so the guy that wrote the book, he was an old friend of hers, mm-hmm. you know, and he knew her, you know, ran, actually spent a lot of time with her. I agree 100%. I felt like that it was his, he was making this huge effort to get you to like someone that was hard to like. <laughs> yes, and digging and digging for these examples anywhere yeah. he could. Oh, remember this time she wrote this lady a thank you note? Yeah. That was awesome. Well, okay. And the, okay, and the other thing he did that drove me crazy mm-hmm. is he would tell, he was really truthful about a lot of the things she did, mm-hmm. like when she would yell at people, or the, but he would say, oh, but then they just had a really big laugh about it. And yeah. like he would always say something at the very end to make, to, to, condone justify to, to justify her mm-hmm. behavior yes and then or he would say but of course if of course if someone did that to you you would be mad too and you would yell at them right. you know, he would, it was like he was constantly trying to justify her behavior yes but what the book did do mm-hmm. and here's where it changed help it helped me understand it didn't really change my perception of her but mm-hmm. it helped me understand yes. her better we find out about her father, who was very demanding, a perfectionist. He only he expected the highest standards from his kids. Um, it, it made me understand that part of her. It mm-hmm. made me understand, you know, she's a workaholic. I respect her a lot. After reading the book, I respect her a lot more. I agree. Because they said she very rarely, she gets very little sleep. She's working around the clock. She built that business from the ground up. She worked her tail end off to get the mm-hmm. business where it is today. I respect her work ethic. Mm-hmm. And one thing that really, really, the book really helped me with was understanding she wouldn't be Martha Stewart if she wasn't the perfectionist, if mm-hmm. she didn't set the bar so high, if she didn't demand so much of her people. Mm-hmm. That's who she is. She's not a normal human being. <laughs> I mean, I she is super, super talented and super mm-hmm. intelligent. And she wouldn't be Martha Stewart if she was all wishy-washy and super nice and letting people walk all over her. And he kept making a good point about, when a woman's kind of mean and, and mm-hmm. demanding and demands perfection, they're called the B word. Yes, but a man, a witch. Mm-hmm. oh, he's just good at what he does. Mm-hmm. And that was a good point. I do feel like the media double she's standard. The, it's double standard, and the media's been unkind to her because she is a woman. But I do feel like this is a clear case of a double standard of how she's been treated by the media. Yes, you don't have to like someone to respect them. Yes, okay. yes. I, I still am not a big fan of hers, but yes. Yeah, I'm her. not a big fan either because she's not, she just does not seem warm and personable. Right. But on the flip side of that, we only see the professional side mm-hmm. of her. And he mentioned many times walking in on her and her daughter and them having like, just they would be, you know, in their shorts and tank tops and walking around town mm-hmm. and, and, and sampling the food and how they were just, how how Martha was super relaxed and at ease and mm-hmm. laid back. But that's a private side she doesn't want anyone to see. That's mm-hmm. that's her privacy. Well, and they kept talking throughout there the There is book. another side of her. Yes, but they, they kept mentioning over and over how she has trouble dealing with emotions. Like, yes. it's hard for her to show emotion. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. as far as, like you were saying, the whole lovey-dovey. And, yes, and, and I know. thought he made an interesting statement about... She's not really feminine. I thought that and was she's interesting, she's not too. really masculine. Yes. She's, when they said she was a model, I was shocked. Yeah. Now, I'm not yes. saying I don't think she's pretty. Yeah. Models usually come across to me as very feminine. Yeah. And well, in her younger days, and I would love to go back and see pictures yeah, of what she looked like. Yeah, they said she was a model, that yeah. she was beautiful. And I never, mm-hmm. I never think of her as beautiful. I don't think she's ugly. 
I think she's right. attractive, but I, I never just think of her. Oh, that's a beautiful yeah, woman. Yeah, that, okay, that surprised me that mm-hmm. she was a model. And the other thing that surprised me is he said men found her incredibly attractive yes. and sexy. And yes. I was thinking, he Martha said men Stewart, were always drawn to her. But I, I have to admit, you know how a lot of guys like women who are real, you know, in power, Yeah, powerful, like they like women. Confident. Who, yeah, and they treat, treat them bad. I yes. thought, okay, well, maybe men are attracted to yeah. her. So I have to say that was so interesting to me. So, yeah, so... I do have new respect for her. When I saw her work ethic mm-hmm. and how she hardly ever sleeps and she works and was dealing with non-stop. migraines for weeks at a time, but would work through it, would push through it. Yes. And her quest for knowledge. Yes. That is, to me, that's pretty cool. She, it doesn't matter what it is, if it's a type of berry or fruit or mm-hmm. if it has to do with nature or cooking or fashion. It's like she's insatiable. She's a sponge. She's yes. just taking everything in. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's like an insatiable. She's always on the yeah. quest for new knowledge. And that's that's cool. That yeah. It doesn't matter what it is. She's And she truly wants to hear what people have to say. I thought yeah. that was interesting. And, and the thing that, here's something that really surprised me. In a million years, you would have never convinced me that I had anything in common with mm-hmm. Martha Stewart. Well, guess what? I had a lot in common with her. Mm-hmm. And one of the main things that I found that, that she and I have in common mm-hmm. is she loved to go antiquing. Mm-hmm. And she yeah. would spend week many, many weekends, he said, they would go to antique stores. And I love to go to antique mm-hmm. stores. And and she would like treasure hunt and she oh and she loved to go to estate sales i yes. love to go to estate. so she was always thinking, i thought it was funny the story where she would look through the windows and point out the stuff she wanted and mm-hmm. and uh, she would have her assistants <laughs> or her friends or whoever and her they'd run and grab it first of all and the oh other, yeah other women would get mad it, but it was really cool because a lot of the things he said she liked to mm-hmm. look for and that she found were the same things I like right. to look for, like old linens and yes. things like that. So I was like, well, okay, that's pretty cool. I've got, we actually have something in common. And then I think the thing that we have in common is a beauty, like aesthetics. We mm-hmm. care how stuff looks. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. some people could care less how their house looks or mm-hmm. if there's a certain color scheme or paint. And you know me, I'll sit there and look at. For an hour at 20,000 paint samples and still can't make it right. my mind. And other people would be like, who cares? Just pick one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm very detail-oriented, and I like how stuff looks. But I, I'm very, everything has to be aesthetically pleasing. And mm-hmm. I think she's just that way. Yeah, I, I kept, every once in a while when they say something about her in the book, it reminded me of you. Yes. I, I saw joy. a lot mm-hmm. of myself in her. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it was the perfectionist part mm-hmm. and being so picky and I don't like that about myself, but it's made her millions. But, <laughs> it's made but, her a and that's what I was going to say. Yeah. So I, one thing I'm learning as I get older is most people that end up being famous and wealthy, mm-hmm. it's not, that wasn't their objective. That wasn't their objective. That wasn't their objective. Mm-hmm. It's, you, it's always people who have a deep passion for something. Yes, they have a deep passion and they find a way to make a living yeah, out of it. Yeah, and she mm-hmm. had a deep passion plus she had the energy to go with it. Yes. She, she's obviously a very high energy driven Very high person. energy, yes. And she had high energy, she was self-driven and she had vision and determination. Yes. She mm-hmm. was determined. You know, she really started off just having, she just she used to cater. She had a catering mm-hmm. business and I thought it was so cool because she would go to these little shops and say, hey, can we, you know, can I sell some of my baskets? She would mm-hmm. create these beautiful baskets that had these baked goods and different things in them. And then eventually that grew into she started hiring people to bake and cook. And then that grew and they started catering larger mm-hmm. and larger parties. And before you know it, she, it's full-blown Martha Stewart. Right. And I, I got to be honest with you. One of the main reasons I read the book is I wanted to hear what happened while she was in 
about her prison life. Me I too. wanted to hear about and her prison And the whole time stint. I was listening, I like, are we ever going to get to the prison part? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and we all want to know what was prison yeah, life for and, and i got to say, I, I overheard you talking to, so we have two older sisters and that are here with us on this trip, and I overheard Joy and them talking, and Joy said, you know, she was in this prison, and it's, but it sounded more like a Girl Scout camp, or they were... They were <laughs> sound like a... Uh, yeah, they, said, didn't they call them cabins? They weren't yeah, really Yeah, she said it didn't even sound like she was really doing time. they in cabins? And, they were, yeah, it was really cottages. low. cottages. I low, can't remember what they called them. It was low them. security, and they a couple of times they let them have these contests who could make the best decorations. Yeah, like the, the Christmas decorations. Or, and, yeah, and, and, and they were like, oh, they might as well not have done time. But in my mind, I was thinking... Oh, you that's the worst punishment you could do for Martha Stewart. Cause, and they said she would just beg her family anytime she had visiting hours. Mm-hmm. Please, somebody come see me. Yeah. She was so lonely and she was so bored. So, so for someone like her who never that sleeps. That probably was a big punishment, yeah. She never slept. Like they mm-hmm. said, she would get up at 3 o'clock in the morning. And, and that was her thing. She's a... Uh, What's a, what's a, she's like a neat freak. A neat freak. Yeah. She would get up at three o'clock in the morning and be scrubbing her sinks or ironing. Mm-hmm. Or they said she would get up and be. Well, at the time um, she went to their house and her husband had already vacuumed. And he goes, hey, I already vacuumed. Mm-hmm. And she she's started like, this vacuuming. This is what I do. She vacuumed again. And he goes, I already vacuumed mm-hmm. that. She's like, well, this is just what I do. Yeah. It's her routine. So she has to be doing something. Mm-hmm. And they said, if you go to her house, she'll put you to work. Yeah. Once again, it, I just can't say enough about her work ethic. You know, just how much. She's constantly doing something, but she's very productive, mm-hmm. you know. So the prisons, I, I guess that was probably the most interesting part of the book to yeah, me. To was me, it to you or no? And here's another reason that I do admire, I respect and admire her too, was how she handled her time in prison. Mm-hmm. You know, some people would just be woe as me and sit in their cell and get depressed and gain weight and feel sorry for themselves all day. Yeah, she actually interacted she with some She interacted. Women. She taught the other women things that she knew. She learned how to knit, uh, like a different, I guess she had always done a certain type of knitting. I don't know. She improved some of her skills. And I just like the fact that she made friends in there and was willing mm-hmm. to share things that she knew with the other women. Yeah, it, I... It was almost like being around her, some of them realized, hey, I, I, I can be more than what I am. Yes. She's, sounds mm-hmm. like she's the type of person that does inspire you yes. when, when so you're she can bring her. out people's potential, I feel exactly, like. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. You know, I enjoyed it. it. Like I said, it was only, it was a little, five hours, five hours, 24 minutes, and it didn't take long to, and it was, it was interesting, and it, I did learn a lot about mm-hmm. her it gave me a new respect for her kind of makes me want to go back and watch some of her shows oh the only thing i was going to mention that i forgot to earlier is they said she was such a perfectionist that when like during her tapings of her show they said you know you don't have time if you're creating this really intricate dish they mm-hmm. said you know most tv shows you you already have something prepared and you yeah. just show snippets of okay this you right. do this step then you do this step but she wanted to show everyone every step Mm-hmm. Uh, com- completely through and then she, and then she wanted to actually bake it all the way through and they kept telling her you don't we don't have time to do all this mm-hmm. but she was like but we have to and then they said she was only happy if it came out exactly how it was supposed to be and if it tasted delicious yeah. so they said she said i want my audience mm-hmm. yeah they said your audience will never know if it tastes good and she said but i'll know right and they said in her mind she was thinking this is a perfectly good souffle or whatever yeah. it might be and she's like i'm going to have it for lunch tomorrow yeah. and we're not and we're going to finish it yeah i think i'd yeah. be the same way yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I agree i, I kind of agree with that but she was always about you know finishing and authenticity, yes. I feel like. She wanted everything to be authentic. Yeah, and she said she wanted that for her uh, her viewers. Yes. She wanted authenticity. 
All right. Well, that was uh, pretty well, much. Well, I do want to say one more thing yeah. before we close. Um, one thing I was a little disappointed in, and I know that he's her friend and he really played couldn't write about this. He never talked about why she went to why prison. Why she went to prison. Mm-hmm. And was she guilty? Was she not guilty? Mm-hmm. What were his feelings? He what did she say about it? They did not go into that I at all. I feel like he glossed the whole thing yes. over. Yeah. And he, but her sister... He did give a quote from her sister who said, well, Martha, I just feel like she does and says things to get herself in trouble. It almost, mm-hmm. to me, alluded to the fact that the sister thought maybe she was guilty. Yeah. yeah he, he, they did he, not get into he, the whole never, guilty, not guilty. Yes. And I just feel like if she were really innocent, mm-hmm. that they would have gone into the details and said, hey, here's what really happened. And mm-hmm. hey, she was innocent, but she went to prison. Yeah, all he basically says in the book is... He talks about the trial a little bit, but all he talks about is how she handled the trial. But he, yes. he never goes into specifics about what the charges were mm-hmm. and whether he felt like she was guilty or not guilty. He, he, I think that was his way of just saying, okay, we, she was guilty, but this is how she handled it. Yeah. Or so. she went to prison, mm-hmm. guilty or not guilty, here's how she handled yeah. it. I don't know that he... I, I'm just curious, did he think she was guilty or not? But obviously, he's her friend, and he didn't, he right. didn't even go there. I just felt like he was like, I'm not touching that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not touching out the 10-foot pole. Yeah. And, yeah. and he did mention... So, it really was, to me, that whole book was just a tribute. That was a friend's tribute mm-hmm. and loving... To me, that was an act of love on his part. Trying to kind of clear her name, really get to people to understand her. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, he's not going to go Maybe into that Maybe trying to salvage her reputation yeah, a little bit. Yeah, salvage her reputation a little bit. But, but obviously, it sounds like she bounced back, and, and he... And the one thing I did admire about her is he said, you know, a lot of times she is the target for jokes like yeah. Saturday Night Live mm-hmm. and a lot of comedians make fun of her. But he said, and he, a couple of times he said she would go on someone's show and they would literally just be so rude to her mm-hmm. in the way they would treat her and kind of make fun of her. Yeah. But he said she never retaliated. Like right. she never, she always just stuck to the script and right. stuck to what she And knew. someone, I th- it might have been her daughter said they've never heard her talk badly about anyone, hmm. e- even the people who accused her of all these things. Oh, wow. And I think that takes very that high. says a lot. That that takes a lot of character mm-hmm. to not say bad things about people who are persecuting you. Yeah. Persecuting or prosecuting you. <laughs> right. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So would you that. recommend people read the book or no? Yeah, I would. Yeah. yeah. And um, if, yeah, I would say if you're a Martha Stewart uh, whether fan you, or not, yeah. whether you're a fan or not, mm-hmm. um, it, it's interesting. There was a lot of interesting mm-hmm. things in there that I didn't know. For- All right. Well, uh, happy new years, everyone. Yeah. We, happy we, new uh, year. Thank you for listening. Um, Let's hope 2022 is better than 2020 and 2021. Yeah. To me, I felt like 2020 and 2021 were the same year. Yeah. They just kind of melted together. Yes, because of Corona Because and of all COVID, that. COVID. It feels yeah. like it's just been one long eternal COVID year. Yes. But mm-hmm. let's just hope 2022 is better. Yes. And um, so this year we're planning on, we're going to try to do two books a month. Mm-hmm. That's our goal. It's our plan. You never know what may happen, but that's what we intend to do. So, we hope you keep listening. We thank you for listening. And we will see you next time on Twin Twin Talk. Talk.